we start this thing or what? Do we, should we clink in or? That was so. Um, welcome, welcome back. You can go ahead and take your bookmark out of your book. Take it out at chapter 22. Um, 23. 22. We're on 22. We are starting on We're chapter on 22. 22. This is Bookmark It Podcast. That's Malia. And that's Hannah. Can you tell us apart yet? I sure hope so. I don't know. It's hard to put voices to faces when you don't know their faces. Well... The idea that people are actually watching these, uh, it seems low, considering we haven't posted any of the videos, <laughs> and it's just clips on our Facebook. That's true. Um, before we get started, should we do a, just a little check-in? Because I've got some funny, um, at least some funny happenings that surround this podcast. Uh, um, yeah. Coming up. How are you? What's I'm been going on in Malia's world? Uh, you know, a lot of stuff. Actually, tell me more. Do we talk about? I'm working on active listening, so tell me more, please. Do we want to talk personal stuff or do we want to talk whatever's on your book stuff? Well, the newest thing in my world, um, I've had a major breakthrough in therapy. Oh, I was in this really tumultuous relationship for probably about a year and a half, a little over, Mm -hmm. and so I've been doing working with a a therapist about it because I was like, you know, this seems like a problem that I'm still tolerating the intolerable Mm. and I was like you know this doesn't seem like his problem this seems like a pattern that I have so maybe I should address what's going on with me and then I did uh and things came to a head where I was already like I don't want to be in this relationship anymore I'm very unhappy and he's like we can make it work and I was like people make it work for like the kids and for like money not just because and we have none of those things involved or wrapped up in, and we're not even really a part of any like each other's lives. So yeah. like, mm. well, you can make it work, like if you both love each other and you're both. Yeah. It, it's yeah. situational. It is. It is absolutely. Situ- yeah. It, the point is, is we've had so many ups and downs, and they've all gotten to really extreme points for sure. That it's like I'm just numb and dead inside. Yeah. And then it all came to a head when. He had some girl in his apartment. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, he's my downstairs neighbor. Um, and it was at like past 12 and I happened to be out walking my oh. dog. And I saw her go in and I was like, ooh, gut feeling. And I'm learning to trust those because my therapist was like, you have to trust yourself. Like that's the whole thing. And I was like, gut feeling, gut feeling. So I did do um, something kind of crazy. But I was like, actually, I don't, I don't feel bad about it because Beyonce, would you rather be jealous or crazy? And crazy is the answer every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm sure so um i knocked on his door which i never do because i'm always like i'll respect your space but um he had just texted me earlier that day and was like take however much time you need to figure this out and we can work on this and you know it was just this really like take whatever you need and we'll have time and even if it takes a week or a month or a year and it was all you know it seemed like if you got that message you're like oh seems great but then his actions aren't aligning with his words. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty mm-hmm. much been the case since we started dating. Um, and at this time, we, we weren't together because I said, you know, like a week ago, I was like, I really don't want to be in this. And then, um, yeah, and then he had this girl in his apartment and literally was standing by the front door talking. And I knocked on the door and didn't answer. And I was like, I know he heard it. So then I knocked again, didn't answer, and they got quieter. And then I knocked, you know, did the cop knock. 
where do really hard like how my door got knocked on in episode yes, two exactly you know they were inside and they probably did what i did where they just froze no he said just ignore that it'll go away and that's when i said you know this isn't a fucking wordproof door i meant soundproof but i said wordproof, wordproof because that's what happens work. when i get so angry i lose my cool um yeah so i was like so i can fucking hear you and i was like you know what you have fun fucking her you stupid little bitch I called him a little bitch, not her. It's not yeah. her fault. She's not know. her fault. He's at all. a little bitch. For um, sure. And then I was like, if I were her, I would have been like, that tells me enough about what I need to know. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Well, he, um, I was like, you don't ever call me again. You never come to my door again. Like you leave me alone. And that's generally every time we break up, I'm the one who's like, don't contact me again. And then he always contacts me. I, it's never been the other way around where I'm like, mm, let me reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Never. I'm very good. Once you're dead to me, you're dead to me um it, it's have you seen i saw a girl who um in her phone instead of like deleting contacts she'll put a little gravestone so oh, she'll replace their name I with a gravestone that. so if they ever do reach back out she knows not she doesn't know who it is but she knows not to text back because they're dead that. to her and i was like dead to me that's cold-hearted yeah or however you say it cold-blooded cold-blooded i love that it's both <laughs> it's all of those things don't you say it in a fun way though yeah well rick james cold-blooded but i can't say it like that so Mm. let you do the singing i mean we did such a good job in episode eight if you (laughs) didn't listen to episode eight there's some i had to cut out some of it because it was really fucking long but i did not cut out all of our songs good it's definitely the musical edition and we might label it the musical edition i love that (laughs) neither Um, of us are musically inclined yet somehow we always gravitate I love music. I love music, but I'm not uh, what I would consider a talented singer or vocalist. Yeah. I can't play any instruments well, except the recorder. I was really good at that. Okay. I quit the violin, and my mom said, thank God. <laughs> so, um, well, I'm really proud of you. I think that that's great. I think. Yeah, I have the um, unfortunate pattern of giving people a chance I'm, I'm easily persuaded like I'll hold my ground and then you know if, if someone's like a good person they'll just leave you alone because that's what gives you like you're like never talk to me again please leave me alone and then they do that's a good person and respecting people's boundaries mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and then um the ones that suck are the ones that go mm, I'm gonna go find an app that can text blocked numbers mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so yeah I don't remember my point but I was like oh I was just giving all these chances which yeah. turns out was my own shit for sure and is what I'm working on in therapy of, because you know if you just wear me down I'll eventually be like fine we can try again so I have to work on being like my no means no no is a complete sentence it's that's what she says I know I know you know yeah I've I've been I've, that phrase has gone around a lot in my life recently. Um, I can only imagine. Um, so, yeah, so that's what's happening in personal life. What's happening in your personal life? Um, I'm also, if we're staying on the topic of romantic relationships. Why not? We're talking about romantic books. That's true. I'm also recently single. Um, I have not moved on to anyone else because I have not found anyone else that wants to date me that I also want to date. Well, um, that's not true. I always want to date you. You're just, you won't let me love you, so like a problem i don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> um 
so yeah, that's really what I've been doing. Um, I've been getting back into doing the things that bring me joy. I realize what are the things that bring you joy? Just like taking care of myself. Like I feel like in the last relationship I was in, I compromised a lot. I mean, relationships are compromised, but I compromised myself in the sense that I wasn't taking care of myself. Like I stopped working out as much. You know, it's easy when you're in a relationship to fall into the the habit of at least the one I was in where we we were bad for each other in the way where we'd be like, oh, we're just going to lay on the couch or we'll mm. eat out. Um, mm. And we just made poor decisions. And I'm easily persuaded persuaded into doing stuff like that or like going out and drinking. And, you know, that's a lot of calories, too. And it's not good for you. So, so um, I remembered I was like, wait, I don't like doing all that stuff. Like I like cooking myself food and going for runs and working out and you like, mean like our summer of 2020 which was the exactly, best summer of our lives exactly like we had a great summer y'all it really was me did. and hannah's summer it was when we had a faux relationship which wasn't healthy for either of us but it really was it was great yeah it was my favorite um so i've just been doing that i've been taking care of myself and um so you it feels good you made a delightful um, salad you sure thing. did. I saw it. It was on the internet, and yeah. I was like, "Damn, that looks delicious." It was. I, Damn. I made that entire bowl, and then I ate that entire bowl in one sitting. I'm not mad at that. No, it was so good. It was like mozzarella pearls, and pearls with the little like Kumado tomatoes, <sighs> but the baby oh ones, God, and then that. fresh basil, a little bit of sea salt, and some Brew balsamic Brew. glaze. Mm. Like, I don't feel bad eating all of that because give me, give me it's more. so good for give you. Me Plus, we're in tomato season. It's tomato season. Did you see the, someone said the four seasons are um, depression, <laughs> allergies, tomato, spooky. <laughs> Those are the four seasons. And I was like, makes hold so up, much sense. that's actually true. It makes so much sense. It really does. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that's really what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Learning how to prioritize myself and the relationships that I want to pour into. Good. That that fill me up just as much as I fill them up and um I don't know I feel good which is weird it's not I mean it I was sad for like a second and then I was like I feel like a weight's been lifted off of my shoulders for some reason and I don't really know why but because you're happy yeah but it also makes me sad because I the person that I ended the relationship with well I didn't end it it was amicable so don't mutually yeah Agreed. Um, like we're just going in different directions and realizing that is almost harder than it being some big blow up thing. Like a girl, yeah. I'm not comparing that yours is easier no, than mine. No, no, no. I was like, we did, we talked about the same yeah. thing in episode like three or something. Yeah. Like it almost just is harder. Cause it's like, I don't have a reason to be mad at you. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't just be angry and cut you out. It's like the, the sadness of like, this just isn't going to work. Yeah. And so it's hard. But I did tell him, I was like, listen, we have a lot of mutual friends and Mm -hmm. I'm not losing all of them, too. Like, I won't hang out with them as much just because, you know, respectful. Yeah. But I was like, I'm still going to do things with them. Honestly, over time, I feel like it will get easier for you two to actually see each other because you don't dislike each other. I'm fine seeing him. He's the one who kicked me off the volleyball team. Yes, because he loves you. I know. It's because you're amazing. And he already knows he's fucking it up, but it's just like one of those. Yeah. If you can't can't grow up, big homie, that's a go. <laughs> yeah. Someone was like, uh, someone, one of my other 
girlfriends was like um called him a self-sabotager absolutely and i was like huh I mean, I'm not, I've not been perfect in the relationship, but I definitely... No one is, but there's a difference in between having imperfections and things that you need to work on and identifying it and then yeah, and being well, an asshole. He's very unwilling to work on himself, and I, I think yeah. that that's his own shit. He needs to... I can't mother him into that, which is my shit, and but no it's one like... Wants, yeah, and, like and no one wants that. No man wants to be mothered, but then like you're like, okay, well, I, kn- but I he don't want to mother you... But that, he, that's the he problem. Doesn't, is they, but he does. That's all <laughs> of them. He doesn't know what he wants. It, that, but that's all of them. They all want to be taken care of. I'm like, oh hell no, mm-hmm. hell no. Well, that's when you get into that masculine feminine thing, which <sighs> I'm still trying to figure out. It, I don't. I've been told so many times that I'm not enough in, into my feminine side, and I think it's just because of like. No, you cry a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I don't think that's inherently feminine. I think that's just emotional. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I really do cry a lot, though. I'll cry at the drop of a hat. But, yeah. So that's really what I've been doing. Like, nothing too crazy. Just living life. Enjoying summer. Um, did you have any podcast Dates. updates? This uh, uh, past week, the past two weeks, we've done a lot on our social media we have. podcast no wait book market podcast (laughs) that's our handle (laughs) thank god you remembered that uh yeah so we launched a lot of clips of our um videos that we actually record the sessions we dropped three new episodes yeah we're doing this new thing where we're gonna drop them almost like uh netflix or hbo where we're gonna drop the whole series but it's not the whole series we're just gonna do them in little chunks yeah so you don't get overwhelmed because sometimes they're uh, wordy and sometimes they're extra wordy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're long, um, yeah. but it's something you can listen to when you're cooking, cleaning, driving in the car. Yeah, if whatever. you're just really excited about this, um, about the series. Um, yeah. And oh, uh, and I did get us in trouble. And by us, I mean me. I got mm-hmm. in trouble on Reddit because I was like, you know, who needs to know about our podcast so we can get more people telling us what they think is I got to go tell all the people on Reddit. Fun fact, I've never used Reddit before. Mm-hmm. Like when I Google stuff, I've seen Reddit come up and I look at it, but I've never had an account. So never I never participated. Never, ever. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't, I get it, but I don't get it. Like I've never been like a message board kind of thing, whatever. Yeah. It's like a weird chat room in AOL. For sure. But like <laughs> a 2022 version is mm-hmm. what Reddit seems like to me. Um, and... So I went on there and I was like, oh, look at all of these Reddit pages about A Court of Thorn and Roses and Sarah J. Moss. And I was like, hey, guys, just on random posts, here's a great podcast that talks about all of these things that have to do like with it dives into it. If you want to like actually have like a a bigger discussion about it, not just a message board. And then all these the apparently there's admins Mm -hmm. and then mods. And I was like, I literally said, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, somebody said you need to read the r- rules or the get permission. I was like, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what half the words you just said meant. Like, I'm just I'm new here. I, I literally was like, I don't I don't know what these mean, yeah. and I don't even know where to find the rules, and I still don't know where to find the rules. I'm like, That's I don't okay. I don't know where you post these rules, but I can't find them. And here's my podcast. It's <laughs> fine. And I did it to like a bunch of people, and they were like, Don't do that. It's not for advertising. And I'm like, Well, guess what? We actually pay to do this podcast. It's free. We don't have any 
any money coming in from it, nor do we anticipate that. No. So um, you're welcome for this public service. I mean, I feel like we're some of our biggest listeners because <laughs> I always listen to them. <laughs> Yo, I listen to them so much. I'm like, ooh, let me listen to them. And then the I'm just walking coffee. around giggling to myself. And yeah, I'm like, every they're time. so funny. So funny. But And whatever. honestly, that means we're just, we're winning at life yeah. because the goal is to be happy and to laugh and have fun. And honestly, if I'm the thing that makes me happy, thank God. Yeah. Free. Internal. And our discussions because those make me happy too. Oh. So, um, um, yeah. All right. So, um, you're this next chapter, right? I you're chapter am. Chapter 22. I am chapter 22 summary. Um, reminder, we're going back and forth where every other chapter we do a brief summary and then we'll deep dive into the details. Um, I like this format better. I feels, do too. It feels like we have some structure, like we know what's going on. So, please, Malia, tell me what happened in chapter 22. All right, I haven't read the summary since I wrote it, and that was like a That's month ago. That's even so. more fun. Oof. It's like a surprise to both it of is. us. It is. Let's see what happened in chapter 22. Full disclosure, I did go back and listen to the audio, the audible and the audible graphic. Oh, gross. I know. Well, I wanted to make sure to get like back into the I saw they the dropped headspace. more of the They graphics. did, and I did buy them. We'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell okay. me, tell me, tell chapter me. Chapter 22, um, our brief summary is, Feyre and Tamlin and Lucian joke about... Callan may and or my unclear at this time. Uh, they joke about Caroline briefly. She wears a dress to dinner intentionally for the first time uh, where her and Tamlin have a very open flirtatious um, situation. It deepens their flirting bond. They've been towing the, the line since then. Um, she shows him her painting room finally. And they do seem to find deeper ways to connect uh, emotionally through uh, stories of their past um, and understand one another. Hmm, I can't read my own writing, sorry. Uh, Tamlin tells her she can't do anything to help with the blight. Um, it's his burden to bear. And then he asks her for a painting of the starlight pool in the glen. And that's my overview. That's that's a great job. Um, I don't know. I feel like your hesitation didn't. I do make have it one feel. clarification. Oh yeah, yeah. About the painting. Yeah, yeah. This is minute detail. Oh, I think I got it wrong. Yeah, you're right. I did. Okay, I didn't. want I know say you're, you're right. No, no, no. It, it's he asked her for the. She tries to give, give him, him the, the one, one of yeah, starlight, right. and then he, he wants takes the one from the forest. Yeah. He takes the forest one. Yeah. Um, I don't but know why I was focusing on the starlight one. Yeah. Um, you're right no I actually I called this the chapter of first because there's a lot of firsts that happens Feyre admits that she's happy for the first time mm. she mm-hmm. um, she sleeps peacefully for the first time in a long time which I think is just a an evolution of her character arc yeah um, she wears a dress for the first time and um, she shows her paintings for the first time she does. So I just was like, this is the ep- the episode, the chapter <laughs> of first, where I think we're starting to see um, if you want to call it the Stockholm Syndrome fully set in, or yeah. you're starting to see her sort of accept this new uh, position she's in in life, um, and not just accept it, but like welcome it with open arms and um, and be happy for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Did, did you have anything specific? I mean, I have a few talking points, but... I do have a few talking points. I th- I didn't have... I actually think I did have a lot on this one. But it's... um. It's funny because it's not... Fu- I hate that I say that so much. turns out when you start to <laughs> have to edit yourself, yeah. you learn a lot of the things that you say, and I have decided I need to start changing that one because I say it too much. It's okay. Um, I find it interesting. There we go. <laughs> Synonyms. <laughs> Love a good synonym. Um, that in our last... So, I- again, if you listen to episode eight, which if you didn't, you really should because it ends... Uh, with me and Hannah arguing <laughs> our own points where we were agreeing to disagree that we agreed. It was very convoluted because we, we did agree, but there, there was, was just wine like involved. There was just like one sticking point I'm where I'm learning how to let go and understand that people can have different opinions than me and it not be a big deal. So <laughs> that's on me. My bad. I know. I thought, honestly, I thought that w- at least in the whole thing, it shows a really good stance of at least trying to understand. You did, even after I explained why I didn't feel the way that you felt, you said, okay, well, I hear you. You're still wrong. <laughs> and I did laugh as I was editing. I was like, oh, God. But it was okay. It, it was honestly, it was okay because it ended, we ended up going, okay, well, chapter 21's over. But the thing that we were stuck on that we couldn't agree on was the forced interaction versus. Yes. Um, Which I have another one of those debates coming up in oh, this I episode. That. I might so agree with you though this time. Who knows? No, I mean, I really genuinely now because of that conversation now I'm, uh, we'll get to it. We'll get so to it. So my, the, the point was, is there was a differentiation between a forced, in my mind, a forced interaction, which is something you have no willpower or will or power within, and then an aggressive situation that you actually can leave. And that was, that was my biggest point mm-hmm. where I didn't agree. I was like, yeah, he was aggressive. And yeah, it was like a tense, very masculine situation, but it, it, whatever. So if you heard that, you listened to it, but this is the chapter after that where a lot of the points that Hannah brought up were where she's like, it is forced because of these, um, you know, he pushed her against the wall aggressively, which he did. And correct. It, it was a forceful. I just feel like they haven't had a consent conversation once. <laughs> they, ha- <laughs> they haven't, but everything in her, her style I think my biggest point was in the first couple of pages. She talks about that where she's like, you cornered me like a rabbit. Okay. Well, Technically, you were in a hallway, and you weren't cornered, and then he pushed you up against the wall, but your body responded, and you thrust your hips at him. So, like, no rabbit would ever do that with a wolf. But my point was, I was like, she's making the same point. However, within all of this, she's sitting here joking, and it's like... It's lighthearted. It's absolutely lighthearted between all three of them, where they're just like, oh, you... You look hungover, You must basically. have a death wish. Like. <laughs> yeah. she, then she basically walks in, and she's, like, delighted. She's gotten plenty of sleep. She didn't get wasted or anything. She's just eating this big breakfast. Tamlin and Lucian look like like living hell. They're barely functioning. Well, she's I think like, she's stepping so into her great. power because she, she yeah. wakes up, and she's like, no, I'm not going to cover this bruise. Like, mm. fuck you. If, if you're going to bite me, then you're going to suffer the consequences of having to look at it kind of thing. People are going to see it. Yeah, and so I think it's her kind of stepping in to being like I'm I'm comfortable here and I'm comfortable being myself here and I'm gonna do what I want to do and not cower and cover up just because it might make other people uncomfortable uncomfortable yeah Yeah. and so 
I think that happens a lot in this chapter, which is why it's the chapter first where she starts doing. She's yeah, she gets a little she gets a little feisty. Yeah. And she's like, well, ask him. Lucian's like, where did that come from? She's like, ask him. He did it. Mm -hmm. And Tamlin's like, well, she has a death wish because she came out of her room. And um, both of us distinctly said, do not come out of your room. But Also, he's incapable of accepting responsibility. I do not disagree with Well, he, he goes, I don't know. He goes, if Farah can't be bothered to listen to orders, then I can't be held accountable yeah. for the consequences. And I wrote in my book, the fuck? <laughs> like, the fuck? Like, accountable? Yeah. She sputtered. Yeah, but it's like, he literally is just like, oh, well, that's your fault because you, you came outside. And it's like, okay, you, you still it's your action whatever i know but red and flag, that red yes but that does get literally the next and the next breath it's um you know he goes while i might not have been myself lucian and i both told you to stay in your room that's true and she that's had one a of warning. those things yeah it's if you choose to ignore the warnings and do it anyways you can't be upset about the consequences like if there's a do not enter sign and, and you, you enter, enter the dark cave and then fall in there and die. Your family can't be mad that your dumbass went into the dark cave. They both should be held accountable for their actions. And he does. He he apologizes he literally does. almost immediately later that but night at dinner. Yeah, he, he literally apologizes. So that but is sort of accepting without accepting. It's like, well, yeah, because I mean, yeah. she she storms out. It's it's that one of those. Um, I, I would love to know what the. I swear to God, there has to be a term for it where you basically are mean, but you're not mean on purpose. And like, you're just like joking, but you're still being a kind of a bitch. Passive aggressive? Kind of, but it's more joking. Passive aggressive. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because they all do it. And basically she's like, you're a fairy pig. And then goes and draws little fairy pigs until she's like, I'm not actually. childish. Yeah. yeah, It's emotional depth is like a foot. Also, I had a just a small side note. Oh, Do yeah. you know this word? It's in this conversation we're talking about. It's sac- saccharine? Saccharine? For the first saccharine time? Sm- a saccharine? Saccharine? Yeah, it's like... Um, it I've never seen that word spelled out in life. I've heard it. I've never seen it spelled. Well, now I'm wondering if I'm saying it wrong, but in my mind, no. it's almost like the Cheshire cat smile where it's like wicked. Oh. It's like, it's not a real I'm happy smile. It's like a I'm being a bitch smile. Yeah. Do you like how I circled it and asked you instead of just <laughs> looking it up myself? I do. I appreciate it. What, what's great about that is I have another thing, not in this chapter, I think it's in the next one, where I specifically wrote a question and said, ask Hannah. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but continuing on in this chapter, yeah. they, she wears a dress to dinner the next day. Um, That's a good pullback to, um, I want to say you said it in one of the first three or four episodes where you're like clothing and food are really big like focal points for her yeah I, I mean sarah does a really great job in general focusing on some of those like details but clothing is a really big one it comes up so much in this book and especially the next oh my gosh it, it does and it, it is because um you know she's this is the first time she's a choosing to wear a dress and she's choosing she asked for this yeah and it's a spring court inspired outfit which is really important to note so it's like are you noting something yes i am (laughs) i sure am no i'm i complete i completely agree um the dress thing i i also think it goes along with her accepting her role like in her new position and her new stance and like where she is in life um because she slept peacefully she you know she's 
realizing that she's smiling and she's happy more um and so she she chooses to wear the dress and um in this interaction like she comes downstairs and this is when like obviously there's been tension built between Feyre and Tamlin oh yeah but this is where he he sort of fixes um what he did in the beginning where he said oh you look clean when she came down the very first time and instead he actually compliments her and says you look beautiful and I was like wow that's better than just saying she looks clean like yeah it's kind of like he's got his groove back and he's like learning how to flirt again um (laughs) but like he is but she also I I believe unless I'm reading the wrong part this is where she she was like I did look pretty yeah, she's she. It, it's one of the first times I actually really liked it. I I don't think I ever thought about it really until I started super paying attention to the words. But I was like, this is the first time that she's not just taken the compliment and he was like, "You look beautiful. You really do." She's like, "I did look beautiful." It's literally the next part I highlighted. She says, "I had looked pretty, feminine. I wouldn't go as far as to call myself a beauty, but I hadn't cringed." A few months here, which is just a nice timeline update. Thank God. I know. It's been months now, not just a week. Yeah. No, it's it's good. <laughs> like, it's not just like this has happened immediately. You can see the progression of, like, their gradual getting to know each other and flirtation. Yeah. But a few months here had done wonders for the awkward sharpness and angles of my face. And I dared say that some kind of light had crept into my eyes. And I think this is, again, important to her character arc that, like, she's She's filling out. She's becoming more herself. She's happy. She's feeling fulfilled and content and comfortable. And it's good to to remember this moment because um, it changes. And it, yeah. change, it, it changes drastically by the beginning of the second book. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, it's yeah. just, it's interesting to see like, oh, like I'm accepting my, my spot here and I'm comfy and I'm choosing to be happy um and like you know she's she's eating well she's getting rest so like her visible outward appearance is reflecting the inner appearance um well that she's growing attached i think well we moved on okay um but she also makes a very big distinction that when she's talking about the light that's creeping into her eyes they're distinctly her own yeah she's owning herself they're not her yeah. specifically says they're not my mother's eyes they're not Nessa's eyes these two really um pivotal figures in her childhood that were super negative and judgmental and always just, just uh, i can't yeah. even whatever just always a negative connotation for her she's like no they're mine and i'm like i'm owning who i am finally and that i agree with you that that is great yeah. um prior to that part though i did two things when when Tamlin apologized he gave her roses from his parents garden the Mm -hmm. white roses and she was like oh whatever fuck your roses but then she really gave them to Alice to like take care of them Mm -hmm. she cares she does care and um I think that it obviously I'm just going Beauty and the Beast roses whatever yeah (coughs) well and the name of the book yeah 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 it's true um can't have a rose without a thorn oh wow wow yeah um, and then, uh, because I always, I will never cut that out because I always like to find my own comparison to myself in books. Apparently mm-hmm. I'm going to just 
something that resonated with me when she was talking to Tamlin, or it was right before they started talking, and she was wearing her dress and comes down into the dining room, and, you know, uh, Lucian's like, I gotta go, something really important just came up and leaves when obviously it didn't. He was just trying to let them be alone for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, I had nothing to say that didn't sound absurd, yet for some reason my mouth decided to start moving. And I was like, girl, that, that's me always. I'm like, why Why am words coming out of my mouth when... You're like, shut the fuck up, brain. Yeah. I, I was also telling... Or your brain is telling your mouth to shut up. I was telling my therapist lady that I was like, listen, you don't understand. It's... In my head, I know exactly what I should and should not be doing. And I'm literally telling myself in my head, don't do this. Don't do that. Why are you doing that? And then my body takes over and does it. But inside, the little me is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really just identified, <laughs> identified with that on a personal oh. level. Diego's barking. No, that's my downstairs neighbors. They have this really mean golden retriever. Oh, I've all never met a golden retriever that's mean. Exactly. I was like, what did you do to this dog? Because I met it when it was a puppy. It was so cute. And it is the biggest asshole. Maybe they're just mean. They, um, I don't know. So they're barking. Yeah, that's my downstairs neighbor. Sorry. Then no worries. Um, um, yeah. And then it's cute. He, She's like, hey, want to go see my paintings? Like, Oh, wait. Before we get that far, yeah. I have one other question. Uh, yeah. That was, it was a question for you because he makes this comment uh, where she's like, you're really far away from me. You're so mm-hmm. far away. And they're in this big, long, what I assume is like a long dining table. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uses his magic to make the quarters of the table vanish, leaving Tamlin not two feet away from him. And then, you know, she could smell the magic, whatever. But she asks, how did you do that? Where did it go? And he says, between... Think of it as a broom closet tucked between pockets of the world. And then that's when I obviously started to go, okay, I have so many, I have so many questions just for, for magic lovers or something. Um, do you think that it can come back from the, the, the closet? Yeah, you just take it back out. Or does it just stay in this image? Is it, is it like the room, the room of requirements where the things just go there? I mean, it's not like the room of requirement. I think it's just basically like he's taking, uh, he's taking the f- table and folding it and making it smaller. Yeah, I'm just. And then if he wants to make it bigger, he just undoes that. But what if it? So does it stay small forever, or does it eventually undo? I think it stays small until he decides it doesn't want to be small anymore. It just makes me question, like, the permanent permanent nature of magic or the not permanent nature of magic. Um, well, okay. magic can be undone. I don't know. See, it's, it got too deep. I'll stop, it I'll stop thinking about it. on the complexity of the magic on how easy or uneasy it is to undo. Hmm. It's got levels. Okay. I feel All like right. this is very simple, basic magic. Yeah. Mm. Well, it made him sweaty because, yeah. you know, um, the plight has lessened his ability. Yeah, to he doesn't have to as do much magic. power, so uh, it's yeah. harder to do the simple things that were once easy. Yeah, which is why I liked her response was basically she was like, you know, you, you could have just gotten up and sat closer to me. Like, you yeah. didn't have to well, fold the like table away. Well, that's like the human away. in her, right? Where yeah. she's like, it, you didn't have to make it so complicated. But in his world, that's not complicated. That's something he could literally do at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Well, that leads into him complimenting. He's, he's like, I'm wet. Miss a, ch- uh, miss a chance to show off to a beautiful woman? Yeah. Never. 
it's whatever. He knows he got it like that. Yeah. He got that magic like that. All right. Well, that was um. Yeah. Those are my questions. Uh, well, I hope I answered it. I just did it to the best of my ability. I don't know if it's right. Uh, I'm accepting it as truth. So okay, there we are. Um, but I like I like the rest of this. They go to her painting room, which she's never let anybody in. Um, and she's like, I want to give you a painting, like to say thank you for all that you've done for me. Well, um, before she goes in that room, there, right before she actually pulls out her keys and unlocks the door because she locked it and I do think it's really funny she was like well yeah I, I locked it because um people in this house snoop all the time but realistically you have to know that it it doesn't matter if you lock it or not like they have magic they can get into any yeah, locked room it's the same as her rigging her like rigging a snare up in her room thinking that that's gonna stop someone exactly I think it's all just for her own mindset but I do think it's funny because he's like shocked she actually locked it yeah she's like still I, I it does just show her humanness of like why wouldn't i lock it for sure but almost like the naivety of like well i'm locking this so no one's going to go in here when realistically if they wanted to they would yeah. but that's the case with any you know, burglars too like that's true. you can lock your front door but if they want in they're going to break it it's true um i thought that was funny it is funny i mean it shows how different they view the world um do you want to talk about the paintings? No, you go go for <laughs> the paintings. No, no, go for the paintings. Tell um, you we learn more about Farah and her life through these paintings. Yeah, she's um, basically been using painting as a way to sort. Of, it's her version of therapy. Like she's been sort of like peeling back the onion of her life and her experiences by painting them, right. um, and sort of getting them out of her body. Like we would journal or go to therapy and talk about it or vent or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's her version of like sort of getting things out and saying, I'm letting go of this. Um, and Tamlin starts of course going through all the paintings and she's like, Oh, I did not mean for you to do that, but now you're going to do it anyways. Cause we're already in here. Um, and she says they're, there they were, all the wounds I'd slowly been leeching these few months. I blinked. A few months. Did my family believe that I would be forever away with this so-called dying aunt? Um, which that's, again, a, that's a good point to highlight because it, it does show that she's still thinking about it. For sure. She's like, oh. Well, it's almost like she's mm -hmm. lost herself to, oh, like, I'm enjoying myself here because I'm getting to do what I always wanted to do, which was just chill and paint. <laughs> um, and then she's like oh wait does like what does my family think like do they really think i'm just gonna be gone forever what happens when this aunt dies well it's that it still comes it's, up again. it's still that recurring even though you know this is the reality it's still or uh, she obviously hasn't fully processed it because it's still it's bothering her yeah. because you know she it still pops up every now and then you're like oh yeah why didn't they love me yeah <laughs> no i mean that's a wound i think that is it never takes, goes away yeah it doesn't necessarily ever heal um, and then, of course, she, like you mentioned, she tries to give Tamlin the painting of the Glen with the Starlight Pool because uh, it meant something to him. And instead, he's like, no, I want the painting of the Snow-Veiled Woods um, because it reminds him of her yeah. and in, a, in a way that he feels like they're connected. Um, and that's he then later in the chapter explains it's because that he's been with a lot of people and he specifically says lovers which yes, shows he that does. he does continue to find yeah. her as a love interest um, but he says i've had many lovers females of noble birth warriors princesses but they never understood what it was like what it is like for me to care for my people my lands what scars are still there 
what the bad days feel like. This reminds me of it. Um, so it's like he's saying, I like you because you s- you don't just see me as a high lord. You see me for the, the other parts of me. You and you relate to them because you've also had to take care of people and been forced to step up and be responsible for something, even though it was never necessarily your weight to to carry or your burden to bear yeah just like he was sort of pushed into the high lord thing like it wasn't his choice he was just oh i'm the most powerful and then we find out later circumstances of how he actually became the high lord yes and how he that role was very much pushed onto him Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. unannounced almost um yeah uh i do like prior to that uh they are going through the paintings and he um it is one where he gets or she's trying to decide if he's jealous because she sees one where it's a painting of, I guess, her in the hay with Isaac. Oh, yeah. Rolling in the haystacks. Uh, and he gets a little, like, notably irritated um, because he's like, you look, it's like the happy, this is like the one painting that's happy. And he says bright. You might be correct. Um, I don't know. I didn't understand. It's not it. important. I was yeah. just adding to what you're saying. Um, he's like, it's the man you used to see in your village. Um, and the picture, <laughs> he cocked his head as he studied the picture and a low growl slipped out while you made love. Um, it is the only one with any brightness. That is what he said. And I do appreciate that even in her mind, she's like, you know what? Fuck that. You don't get to be jealous. You literally were just banging some bitch last night. Yeah. Um, and sh- so she didn't She didn't have any remorse. She didn't feel bad because she was like, hey, I didn't know you then, which is just a great comment for anyone that's ever been in a relationship. Like, you didn't know me then. Uh, I was banging this man in the barn because I was bored and had nothing else to do that was fun and or enjoyable or that brought any light into my life. And also, you don't get to just hook up with someone the night before even if you had to yeah um and then get jealous about me i don't think so yeah but, but it shows his his possessiveness he's he's a protector in the worst way like he's a protector in the mm. very um Love that. controlling way yeah and we haven't seen a ton of it yet it's only ow motherfuck i just got a cramp in my leg oh no holy shit Charlie! I know. Um, <laughs> I can't sit like that. That really hurt. Um, but no, he's he's very controlling. And we've seen little parts of it. And it's mm. like we go back to the very beginning when I said I didn't notice it at first. Like I did not pick up on all of the controlling little side marks or, you know, reactions that he has until the second time around. And that's because I was rooting for him in the sense that I thought, oh, this is going to be her love interest. They're going to live happily ever after. Spoiler alert. They're, they don't. Whatever. It's it's good, though. It, yeah. It's one of those things where I it's good it. where you see she falls in love with it. And this is a good, great back to our relationships. It's where you see how someone can react or behave within a situation negatively or positively to sway where your feelings actually go. For sure. Yeah. Big parallel to my love um, life. But like, <laughs> um, but going along with what you're talking about, like him being almost possessive of and, and jealous when, okay, feel your feelings. You have a right to your feelings, but also let's unpack why you're jealous, you know, like yeah. she, we all have a past, blah, blah, blah. But later on in that same situation, um, 
she's like, you know, do you want me to live somewhere else? Like, would you rather if I found another place to be? And he explicitly says, I want you here where I can look after you, mm-hmm. where I can come home and know you're here painting and safe. And that line is so telling it's, of it's what pivotal. he, he, you can't be mad at him because he's explicitly saying, this is what I want. And it's yeah. what she signs up for until she realizes it's not what she wants. Yeah. Um, and when you learn more of the history, though, you understand why. Yeah. But again, understanding on and both empathy, sides of them. Yeah, it, like both it of doesn't their necessarily make it right or wrong. No. It just means that you can understand it, but you don't have to excuse it. Yeah, kind um, of thing. And I just I highlighted it because it's like one of those sentences that again I I just passed over the first time, but rereading it for like the third time now, it's like oh that he's not lying. That's what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> he he's a projector in the worst sense um but yeah that's really all i had for this chapter well he did he did actually say in here he thought about sending her away um at first yeah um and part of him still thinks that he should have found somewhere else for her to live um and maybe it was selfish that he didn't it will it definitely is wink wink um the only other thing that really happens in this chapter um is that Ferris also, I guess this would be another first, is that she also says, how can I help you? Like with the mask and the blight thing. Yeah. It's the first instance where she really shows interest in not just being inquisitive of like what's going on, but being inquisitive of like what's going on and is there anything I can do to help the situation? Like I want to help you, uh, which shows her change of heart um, from when she first got there and feeling like a captive in a sense versus now where she's starting to sort of open her heart to to this new world i love that you said that because there's something that happens in 24 yeah. that i that yeah i have some questions I, about I it. i also have questions oh good should, does that mean we should go ahead and move on i do i think that that's a good um it's it's a good yeah. a good note you know yeah. human wishes to help a fairy that's a big deal um it's definitely goes back to the very beginning when she was like why would i care fairies yeah, why why do i care if i kill this wolf it. and it happens to be a fairy like fairies don't give a fuck about us anyways um so took 200 pages but she finally found some compassion she's coming around yeah um and it it still begs the question is it stockholm syndrome i'm gonna have to but i think I we can talk about it in 24 because she yeah, makes a comment uh, yes where she it did. really okay. makes me go Damn. oh my god what i have i have okay okay let's unpack I think 23 I think first yeah. and then we'll get there we'll okay get there. Right. okay so hannah you are chapter 23 we're moving I right mean, on to chapter 23 summary it's so tiny this is such a small chapter it is a literal um three page three it's kind of fun chapter. though um i this is where i have my it's a good um, one it's a good one i have a question for you and it's not a question i want you to answer it's almost a debate that i want your opinion on oh, because I, I don't know how i want to take it um, but I'll go ahead and drop my, my summary for you real drop quick. Drop it. Um, so Tamlin and Farah um, continue to hang out. This is really just a chapter that shows more of like them bonding. And he takes her to another spot in the spring forest mm-hmm. where um, he bargains with her. And he says, because he makes this comment about how the willow singing always puts him to sleep. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, you're human. Is your senses. Yeah. Okay continue sorry 
Uh, I, I thought you were. Okay. I didn't know no. if we were debating or if this was. No, no, no. That's a different thing. Okay. Um, he says like your human senses don't allow you to hear, see, smell, feel all the things that like the fairy realm has to offer. So he makes this bargain that he'll allow her to like sense the world and the way he sees it for a kiss. Um, and she agrees. And basically he like temporarily lets her experience the fairy realm as if she were a fairy. So like everything's heightened, all of her senses um, and he says, okay, well, what about my side of the bargain? And he gives her, she gives him a kiss on the hand and is like, you didn't specify, which is actually really cunning and smart of her, which is cute. Um, and then she gets really tired and falls asleep, which I'm assuming is part of the magic, um, being allowed into her body. I'm not really, it doesn't ever really explain that, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much happened. It literally ends on her falling asleep and they're like nestled together. And then he says some creepy shit. I don't. So yeah. Do you want to know my debate? Because it's literally the entire chapter. Yes. Is he being manipulative? Because uh, like you know when you're I don't, flirting I don't with someone and it's like oh like I'll do like you're bargaining like but in a flirtatious way of like oh give me a kiss and I'll give this for you but also like it um, it's kind of creepy and manipulative. Well, it's it's flirtatious. But it's man. It, it's flirtatious. Like you can only apply. I mean, I guess you can apply manipulation to everything. But what well, he says, every gift great comes thing is, with a price. I frowned, and he grinned. Okay. A kiss. You know, this is so funny. It was like we're jumping all over the place, which is interesting for you because you don't like to jump. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. We're yeah, not going it's in the order. Very beginning. Um, it's literally the very beginning. Yeah, but there was there's <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I just made a a big check mark to. The Willow, obviously, it's all the Disney vibes. Pocahontas is oh, where I went, yeah. and I really just wanted to say that because I needed I needed Did to talk about, about it. Okay. Um, I don't know if I would call it manipulative because you can only be manipulated if you allow it. That is what my therapist said. <laughs> yes, but it's almost like coercion. I don't know. But she wanted to. Yes, but it's just creepy. But Here's it's the, the thing. same thing. Like, if you're interested in someone, it's not creepy. But she but is. If you're, I know. But if you're not interested in someone, then it is creepy. You know what I mean? Like, if a gross she old man would came up have to me been like, "That's a like, hard no for me," you know? Yeah. Right. Yes. But on that same, literally on that same subject. But I, he I, has an ulterior motive, which is why I think it's manipulative. Because yeah, he's like, "Oh, I really do like her. You're not what I expected." Blah blah blah. But at the same time. We he has he does he but again has a reason why he's doing all this he does it but I don't think in my mind I don't think he does right now because he still said he's he still sends her away and he actually like the the bad part of the yeah. blight actually occurs that's true so I don't think that it was intentionally man manipulative I do think that you it's could see just it being as flirtatious it okay. is but. On that, literally that same subject, I made a, n a note. I did make a note of it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I did have a very interesting distinction because it's almost a subtle nod to how fairy bargains work. Yeah. But she has the the wherewithal before she even knows anything about fairy bargains. It's almost like a nod to her um, 
having some unconscious competence in it. Yeah. Where she's like, you didn't she's specify. Not a complete idiot. You, yeah, you said a kiss. Cool, I'll give you a kiss. And then she kisses the back of his hand, and he's delighted by it because, you know, up to this point, she's been pretty literal. Humans tend to be pretty literal, and we learned. She played the game. Spoiler alert: There's a lot of bargaining with fairies in the future, and they all are Rumpelstiltskin-like. You know, where you have to be very, very careful of what is said and what is not said, and you have to um, consider all the things that you know and that the things that you don't know because you're for sure being played. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just thought it was really interesting. I'm like, oh, this is the first time you ever see her kind of learn to to deal with a fairy bargain, but she did it. She did the bargaining. Yeah. And I liked that. Yeah. I also really enjoyed um, that when she's talking about her senses or he's talking about her senses being sealed off, um, one of my favorite things was she – she was like, oh, oh, I made this face when he said uh, that her, she, you know, she's just a human and can't really experience everything. She's like, it's just another one of my shortcomings. But the word shortcomings had something or had somehow stopped finding its mark. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that because you can see her self-confidence and her self-worth yeah. and her self-esteem are starting to rise. And so literally you can stepping joke, into her power. Yeah. You can joke around and be like, yeah, yeah it's a shortcoming, but like it's not because this is who I am and I like who I am. It's like, you yeah. can see she's starting to like who she is. And I really enjoyed that yeah. as well. I like that. Um, but yeah, this chapter really is just like them bonding. And I, I mean, you can pick it apart in a thousand different ways, but um, it really just, cause he releases like the glamor off of her so yeah. she can like see the whole world the way he sees it and like of course she's like oh like he releases the glamour off himself as well Mm. um i have a question about that sort of um but like we find out that he glamours himself to like look more normal because he's so powerful he has to like tone it down because he's so beautiful yeah i mean when i say sarah j moss is a she's a great writer she is so good like we said in the very first intro yeah, about her, she's so good at building worlds. But this is just a huge nod to her. Um, what did I call it? Um, I don't even. I don't. I don't know. She just is really good at um, being super descriptive. Well, yeah, she says it was Tamlin, but not. Rather, it was the Tamlin I dreamed of. His skin gleamed with a golden sheen, and around his head glowed a circlet of sunshine. Okay, and his Jesus. eyes. Not merely green and gold, but every hue and variation that could be imagined. As though every leaf in the forest had bled into one shape. This was a high lord. Devastatingly handsome, captivating, powerful beyond belief. It's like, chill, girl. I was like, how are you going to film that? Who's that pretty? Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) CGI. (laughs) Exactly. And then it did make me go, okay, well, I wonder if he's more beautiful than the most beautiful man she's ever seen. Mm. Mm, question mark. I guess we'll find out. I guess we will find out. Uh, Which was at Cal and Mai, if you don't remember it? that. Was it Cal and Mai? Um, and but she really just watch, like she just experiences the world the way he sort of experiences it. So like the magic no longer smells metallic; it smells like what jasmine, jasmine and lilac yeah. and roses. Yeah. Well, spring court. Yeah. Whatever. Um, everything was magic. Yeah. And I I do wonder why she, you know, she's like overtaken by her senses are just incredibly overtaken by everything around her. And she's focused on how hot Tamlin is. (laughs) 
And then she tries to pull his mask off. I know. Twice. I know. And I, I asked myself that question. Why? Why is she doing that? Like, it, it seemed unnecessary in the moment. I almost feel like she's letting, because Tamlin, like, allowed this magic. Because I'm imagining, like, the magic has to sort of enter her body, right? And that's why it's taking a toll on her body. Because she, like, immediately gets drowsy. But and it doesn't it's like, go away. And spoiler alert for the next chapter it doesn't it doesn't go away That's he reglamors himself but not yes. everything else yes so he pulls i have a theory about that okay it's more or less that wait are we cutting this or no we don't have well, okay you can decide i don't care possibly we could cut this or not yeah you'll um, find out well no i just think like he allows her to experience the world the way he experiences it but then in the next chapter the reason the glamour stays off of everyone else is because now that she's witnessed it he he pulls the glamour from everyone else back so yeah. it's not like the magic is still in her body and she's still she's not still experiencing oh, the world I got it. the way I got he it. does where he she can hear the the trees singing and everything smells delicious it's he more or less he glamoring just other people okay yeah. i get that i get that he stops glamoring the world around her got it got um it. but i think she really pulls tries to pull the mask off she's almost like drunk on magic that's what i'm kind of oh, like oh okay because she does ask like head, why am i so shallow and i'm like go yeah. why like you just that's why he i feel like that's what made him put the glamour back on because he, he's insecure about the mask so he puts his glamour back up yeah. shortly thereafter and it starts talking about his mask. Yeah, but I, I really think she, she's almost just, like, overwhelmed and almost kind of drunk on magic. Yeah. That's what I'm imagining it in my head. Um, he asks for a kiss, and yeah, then... She gives it on the back of his hand, which is cute. Little flirtatious. They we laugh and that. laugh and laugh. Um, and then it just says, sleep. I wanted sleep. There's yeah. no better d way to sleep. Or no, no better place to sleep than right here. Is that like when ecstasy? Is that the one that drains your spinal fluid and makes you like <laughs> you all the bed. sadness goes? You're super happy and everything's beautiful for however long it lasts, and then the next two days it's like living in Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what um, I've heard, anyways. I don't, I don't know for sh for certain, but literally she she just takes a nap right then and there, and yeah. he curls up next to her, and they. Then he says, you're exactly as I dreamed you'd be. And I just, I just don't like it. Well, she she's sitting here thinking this is like, a, she she's like, this is a lovely dream. He's stroking her hair. Yeah. She's never slept so wonderfully before again. She's calm. Yeah. And like, so you can see that she feels safe with him, even yeah. if they're still fighting and having these like seeming whatever. Like, you don't just fall asleep next to somebody unless no. you are comfortable or you wake up and go, mm, am I going to get murdered? Yeah, for sure. Um. And he does say that. And Which, then she goes to sleep. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's it. I think chapter 23 is so short. Yeah. But let's move on. Let's move on. Chapter 24 is fun. Yes. Chapter 24 is, uh, this is, again, where we said in what chapter 21 was like the beginning of the beginning of where it gets really good. <laughs> um, this is, this is the start of it. This is the beginning that we were talking about when it was the beginning of the beginning. <laughs> chapter 24. Um, you know, all bets off. Things are things are coming to light. Yeah. So chapter 24, my summary is um, Pharaoh wakes up to a whole new world. A whole new world. That was good. It was yeah. on key. Thanks. You're <laughs> um, I don't really know if it was on key. I don't know keys. I don't think it was. And okay. then I made it sound amazing. Anyway. So she wakes up to this whole new world. Honestly, um, she doesn't 
initially recognize um, the people around her. She's asking where Alice is, talking to this person. She doesn't realize. Turns out it is Alice, and she doesn't look the same, and she's like, the fuck? Um, she has, what, tree? Sorry. She does. She has tree bark skin. Mm-hmm. But she sees all these fairies outside of her window, and she's like, there's just a lot of fairies here. Um she learns about the glamour that had been in place over the whole court. Mm-hmm. Turns out there were a ton of fairies all around, and she just could never see them. Um, we learn it only applies to the fairies in Tamlin's court. So the other ones that she'd encountered um, had been not from the spring court. Um, it's all a real mind freak for her, yeah. Chris Angel. And rightfully so. For sure. Um Oh, I literally said, understandably. (laughs) We learn the blight is growing stronger. And we also get an introduction to the night court Mm. with um, their insignia of a mountain and three stars and their Mm -hmm. seemingly vicious ways Mm -hmm. and how they seem to delight in murder and torture and just actively and openly showing their cruelty. Mm -hmm. And Tamlin and Lucian have this conversation about the border's magic slipping and the blight obviously spreading and becoming more intense currently. Um, and that can make them potentially vulnerable to an attack from another court in which they call fairy politics. It's all turns out this situation tends to be more political than it is about the blight itself. And it sets the stage for um, how dark and angry and just uh, doomy the night court is and we learned a little more about the night court mm-hmm. high lord and those bros yeah so that's my summary that's a great you did a great job ah that was pretty much everything i wrote down oh heck yeah, heck yeah. It. we're so good um where would you like to start on this one you at the beginning you kick it off <laughs> right at the beginning um because that's that's where all the there's a lot of fun stuff right at the beginning where she she learns about what these people look like yeah um so, like, like you mentioned, uh, she wakes up and the glamour's gone from the world around her, so she can like see all these people, and she's like, "What the fuck?" Um, and I didn't have a lot to say about this. I just think it's just interesting because I can imagine how like off-putting that would be. Um, yeah. But um, she goes down to eat lunch or something with Tamlin and and Lucian. And that's when she's like, um, hey, have you noticed all these people? <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, they've been here the whole time. We just, we thought you'd be scared and, like, off-put by them. So we just covered them up for your sake, which I think is really nice in it, a weird way. It was nice. And it's it's interesting that she does have a moment of sort of self-reflection on that. She's like, I understand that I had such hatred and bias and already was out of my element in a new place yeah that they did it i think to be mutually beneficial for everyone so i didn't freak out yeah. and that i wasn't also overwhelmed at the same time for sure. so it's almost like she's a little offended at first but then she's like no that makes that makes sense yeah um and then just to elaborate on what you said where she mentions that i could see the nanga the puka and the surreal um and he's like yeah they're not members of my court the puka belongs to the wind and the weather and everything that changes and the naga 
dot 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 they belong to someone else we don't know who that someone else i is. literally underlined i just really loved the description of the puka the so much everything that changes yes yeah. i was i that was the only thing i was like i just really love the description so i wanted someone it's a nice to sentence it. it really is um it's delightful do you want me to read it to you again no, i'm just kidding yeah go for it <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mas. um and then of course the the surreal um is also i think like the puka where it's well right right before she goes in that description the page before it's really um it's funny because she has this realization that now she understands she had this whole audience Mm -hmm. um because she's talking about how she didn't she didn't see anything or hear anything and lucian's like well no shit basically we we made that so you couldn't Mm -hmm. um and so you know she's obviously filled with like mortification and shame and she's like uh so you mean that that when i ran after the puka that night you're like yeah 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 no everyone saw you <laughs> and they were Which all just I think watching you gonna be fun for when this is visual because i really hope that either they do some sort of flashback yeah or like they film it that way off the get-go yeah because it'll be interesting to see in the visual aspect of how they decide to do the court from mm. like the beginning up until this point it's like are they gonna show it from the way she sees it or are they gonna show it the way everyone can see it or is it gonna be is it gonna be like like we did with the um the last duel where you see diff they go back and forth between the story and it starts over it's too it's a lot they i feel like they'll have to do a flashback yeah so i feel like once I feel like they'll keep it all glamored for the audience. You'll have to, yeah, or and else they'll give so much they'll away. S- they'll start flashing back yeah. um, to that moment. Um, I don't know. I just, like, because of my screenwriting in my brain, I just automatically am like, Same. Wait, how would you how do is, that? How is this going to be represented from an audience perspective? But I love that. Um, I do I like that. the little teasing that Lucian does. Yeah, but it's I'm like, so why? Cute. Why are you playing with her like he that? He always does. I, I, I do think it, it just shows a different level. And because they do. It's become, friendly banter. Yeah, they have they became friends before her and Tam started building their connection. And I do think that they maintain maintain their friendship longer than, spoiler alert, than her and Tam would. Yeah. So um, it does just show a, a different level of comfortability with them. Yeah. Well, it's like they're joking with her like, oh, yeah, we saw like everybody saw. And then she's <laughs> like, oh, you've been absent. And he's like, yeah, I've been busy. And then like he jokes around with her or whatever. And he's like, if I offer you the moon on a string, will you give me a kiss, too? Mm-hmm. And that's when Tamlin steps up and is like, don't be an asshole. Like, like um, it's cute, though. I like it's, it's just cute. friendly it is banter. Cute, yeah. Um, but yeah, they they really just talk about the glamour for a really long time. Um, they they talk about um, how she couldn't see the adder. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he glamoured her, so the adder couldn't identify her. Yeah. Um, this is like one of the first instances where this bitch actually asks, and I say bitch endearingly. I I've <laughs> noticed that in the past. I do honestly say bitch endearingly for men and women. Um, not in like you're a bitch kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh. But it's the first time that she actually asked important questions yeah. that, like, are very specific to the situation that she would yeah. need answers to. And I'm, like, so proud of you. You can actually ask, uh, you know, hard-hitting yeah. questions. Thank God. Uh, but it is where they they identify the blight has been acting up again so that more of these creatures that are also from the unnamed 
other person or whoever they belong to, um, more of them are going to start coming out. Yeah. Um, and they start, they start opening up this, um, conversation of safety. Cause if you remember when she met the serial, the serial said, stay with the high Lord, you'll be mm-hmm. safe with him. Yep. Um, and they start looping that conversation back in to, uh, the storyline now, which, cause he's like, don't worry, you're safe here. Like trying to, uh, elude her fears. Um, and then literally the next thing that happens, there's a break. And then it's like the next morning I found a head in the garden. Oh, it's like, oh. I know. I was, I, I was thinking gross. anybody who finds a head, no matter like what the situation is, it's got to be traumatizing. For sure. She's like, like do, do, ah. do, I'm going to go paint. Oh, fuck. What's that? Can't. Just can't. Yeah. Oh. Um, but Lucian and Tamlin like come up like as she sees the head. They like come up behind her and see it too. Um, and Lucian, of course, goes to investigate. And that's when he says they branded him behind the ear with a sigil, a mountain with three stars. And Tamlin said the night court. Um so this is like the first uh, land of darkness. Yeah, it's really starlight. the first description we get of another court in general at all. Like we've gone through what the other courts are, but we don't really know anything about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when Tamlin and Lucian sort of go back and forth. Well, she asks, "Why would, yeah, why on earth would they do this? Yeah. What's the point?" Yeah, and that's Tamlin goes. The Night Court does what it wants. They live by their own codes, their own corrupt morals. Lucian adds that they're all sadistic killers. They delight in torture of every kind and would find this sort of stunt to be amusing. Um, and that's when they go back and forth. And, yeah. you know, it's definitely like a message, yeah. but it's not um, it's not like a warning. It's more of like this message of, hey, we can get to you. Yeah. And you're vulnerable. It's like taunting them almost. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and that's when they say the high lord of the night court would find amusing um, the bastard. And that's like. The first mention we've had of another High Lord, too, I think. I d- well, we know that there's a High Lord of every court, but yeah, they are but being like more distinctly dis- specific yeah. about it. It's the yeah. first description we've had of, like, another court and its its ruling power. And he does reiterate, but you don't worry, you're still prankier. Yeah. Or, I no, mean, no, sorry, you're still it, safe here. He says it so many times. <laughs> he says, <laughs> you're, you're still safe. Later on, he says, you're still safe. Like, he said again. And that's when she she reminds herself stay with the high lord human you will be safe which is what the serial told her yeah he's uh, like this this literally just seems like a prank yeah and but they I mean, really <laughs> do just play it off they're like oh no it they're just joking <laughs> around don't worry it's just it's just politics they do this like they do it all the time and it's like oh god and that's when she's like what have i gotten the myself fuck? into yeah um but um then it's sort of the conversation takes a weird turn and i don't I don't really understand why we go here because she's... Oh, wait. Well, wait, oh, where are you going? Which part? The I slavery sense. part. Oh. This is where I think the um, the conversation sort of takes a weird turn, um, mainly because Farah has brought it up a couple times how obviously we know the High Lords and Perithian used to have slaves, human slaves, and they let their slaves go. Um, it takes that turn... Sorry, I just realized it. the reason it took that turn was they were talking about the fairy politics. I know why. I just don't know why she chooses to bring it up again. Yeah, that is weird. The main reason is, like, um, like I get that Sarah's trying to create a juxtaposition between Tamlin and his father because Tamlin is obviously, like, more sympathetic to the human realm. 
Um, and so I think she's creating that distinction. It's just kind of weird how she does it, where it's like she's having Feyre bring it up of like, and Feyre's obviously cares about the human world because she's a human. Yes. So I guess it it it's in that way, but she's like, oh, I, their idea of jokes must have been horrible when we were enslaved to you all. And it just seems sort of out of left field, that comment. Like, I get they're talking yeah. about the like how different the politics are between the fairy realms versus like the human realm politics but at the same time it's like why are you going to bring up the slavery right now like it oh humans had nothing to do with the conversation at hand the fairy, I don't know. The fairy politics and the the differentiations between it the just courts feels and forced. their borders it, it does feel it, yeah. it just feels an odd way to end this this chapter i yeah. agree with you and i get that it's a means to an end and it's so that Feyre can um it almost humanizes Tamlin in Feyre's eyes because yes. she realizes that oh he is sympathetic to the human realm and that's when she's like oh you're not your father or your brothers like you never made me feel like a prisoner in comparing herself to the past enslaved humans you never made me feel like a prisoner never made me feel more than little more than chattel and Stockholm Syndrome I can't let it go. It's like, well, you were a prisoner. You literally are a prisoner. You're not choosing to be there. Like, exactly. later on, you choose Granted, to be there. Granted, we talked but at about it point, where she did choose it technically, but it was still like the choice wasn't a good one. It was death or go with him. Yeah. And, and that's so a it, shitty choice. Yeah, it wasn't like a, I want to be here. Yeah, like she's not. She learned to live with it. Yeah, and so I think like she's made the best of her circumstances so far and she's found peace and happiness in, in what she's been given and she's grateful for all that. But at the same time, it's like, girl, you are a prisoner. Like you're you're being treated well and you may not feel like a prisoner, but you cannot leave. Like he's he's made Literally, so yeah, many comments about how if you leave, you're going to die and how your family like threatened you that your family won't be taken care of anymore. So it's like. It just, she is completely entranced by him. She is. It's it's the, her. I get it. Affection it's the point of him. the story. Yeah, her. Well, but. all up into this point, this is a, a pretty good catalyst, sort of right here where you see all of the buildup or the slow buildup yeah. compounding. Oh yeah. Where she's becoming so en engrossed with him. But I did have the exact same question. I'm like, I was wondering, you know she wasn't technically a slave and she wasn't kidnapped but just because you don't feel like a prisoner does that mean that you are one or or not yeah and I, it was just so, a question so i love that you asked the same question and the same way because it did while i have been i feel more um on tamlin's side and or yeah. i've just been more playing the more positive side of the fence yeah uh it it is one of the times where i'm like mm, but she was your prisoner technically and just because you don't feel like one girl like you still don't have yeah. a lot of personal you freedom don't have right now. So, so I'm going to compare this, if it's concerned. okay, to another book that you're making me read right now. Oh, my God. Yes, please. Can I bring it up? Uh, I okay. hope to God we okay. do because we talk about <laughs> sex a lot. Don't worry. This book so, gets sexy as hell. So I'm going to compare this situation to – I'm not done with this book, so it won't be any spoilers. Oh God, but it's, it. it's a very less complex and – it's called Denim Vipers. It is not complex even a little bit. No. It, it, <laughs> there's literally not a storyline. It's just there a smut is a book. Very, there is a very, very, very small storyline that is like if a If someone's thread. reading that for the storyline, they have issues. Well, you know, I like it's a good not plot. E okay. <laughs> Either way, 
it reminded me because I'm only like halfway through that book. Um, it, which, it is it's just truly a fun, when we say it's smug, but I mean like it is straight up softcore. Yeah, it and it's just it's an easy read. It's a fun little summertime. It's not know. little. It's sh- there's a lot of pages. Oh that yeah, the thing is, thick. but it's easy to read. You it, know, like it's not some oh complex themes and and whatever. It's, I digress. You can digest it all, <laughs> <laughs> but this same thing happens in a way where mm-hmm. a girl is forcibly taken out of her life situation and put into another one um where she ends up uh, loving all of her captors yeah don't worry every single one of them she has full-blown stockholm syndrome where she like loves all of her captors and she's like oh like i don't worry they all fall in love with each other within one week it's a reverse harem it's the the best case scenario yeah but the the best part of it is that the main leader of like that group is like I I want her to be here, but I realize I'm forcing her to be here. And if I won't know if she really wants to be here because she likes us or because I'm forcing her unless I let her go. And I have to make that decision of, hey, you're free. You can go if you want. And it's like that whole thing of like, if I release it and it comes back to me, it's meant for me kind of thing. If you love something, let it go. And like that does happen in this book, but in a different way. Mm, But I just thought when rereading this... Of course, I'm comparing it to what I'm reading now, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, it happens here, too, where it's like... Absolutely does. Yeah. They but definitely like, kidnap her ass. It's just... It's amazing. Dinah Vipers, read it. Yeah. That's a plug. But she... In Dinah Vipers, she's like, no, I am a prisoner. Like, yeah, she, she completely d- understands it, even though she does fall in love with them. And like, she does ask herself the same question. Would I still care about them if I wasn't here? Yeah. Um, would I still care about them? That writer is actually really good at addressing some of those really hard topics that people do sexualize. She's... Yes. Very interesting as a writer. Yeah. It's just a side side note. We w- I don't think we'll ever discuss those books on this podcast. We like, can bring it not up in this depth. Way. Let me rephrase that. We yeah. will never go in depth on those books, but we will bring them up. Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting because I was like, oh, like, Farah is completely oblivious to. She's just, she's written it off. She doesn't care. Yeah. But don't worry, y'all. Spoiler alert. She does learn and does care. And. And she, she does, does come to her senses eventually. And she does get she does get to leave. She does. And she does come back. She does. All of um, those things are true. So like yeah. that's what makes me go. It just it happens in a different way. Multiple multiple times. Mul- so many times. Um, but that's the end of chapter twenty four. Yeah. Uh, we covered three episodes or three chapters in this episode, which is great. Um 22, 23, 24, right? 22, 23, and 24. So we'll pick up next time at 25? Yes, which is, I mean, starts with a party, and that's where you can see the compounding effect of all of these feelings um, that have been slowly building throughout this whole book. Because if you recall, when we first started this podcast, we said, we'll just breeze through chapters 1 through 24, and we'll really pick right back up on 25, and that's where it gets good. Yeah. Um, turns out it took us nine nine episodes to get to 25. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess you can go ahead and put a bookmark in it for now. And we'll, we'll see you next week. Um, if you would like to engage with us, you can leave all of your comments, your thoughts, your theories um, on our Instagram, bookmarketpodcast. Yep. Or you can go to our website, bookmarketpodcast.com, and yeah. there's a comment section there. Um, we do have some fun excerpts, some blooper reels sometimes. We're doing our best. Uh, 
on our Instagram and on our web website. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are in a Court of Thorn of Roses Reddit groups, sorry, please go tell everyone about it and <laughs> um, tell the mods to fuck off in the nice way where you go, oh my God, oh, I didn't see that. Okay. My bad. It's okay. Um, you don't know what you don't know. Um, but also, if you are listening to this, um, we really appreciate it if you could rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we're currently on Apple and Spotify, working on getting on other platforms. But um, And tell all your friends. Yeah, if you just like listening to it fuck. means the world to us. And yeah. I think that it's kind of weird to know that other people are listening. It is weird, but we want thoughts. the. I think the biggest thing is, is we want to talk about it. Yeah, and I would love a different opinion from someone else in the world. I say that, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We won't I really know until it happens. Uh, but I do think it would be fun to see yeah. what everyone else out there who loves loves. If this anyone series. cares as much about this series as we do, we want to hear from you. Yeah, so and we want you to matters. tell all the people that you know who love it just as much. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Sayonara.